This episode of the Morning After Podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews is brought to you by Blue Beetle Back Control! Blue Beetle! Yay! Uh, Mitch uh, from Blue Beetle is in here. You have a fascinating story I want to get to uh, here in a little bit. First, just thank you for taking the time for joining us because we are insane. My pleasure. Wonderful being here. It is your pleasure. We're actually very nice people. We're, you're, you're very lucky to be on excited. here. We've not had a guest star on the podcast. You're the first, so... I mean, hey, we're looking forward to this. This is you know, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I tell you, you're spending so much time with us on a podcast. Business is a little slow today there, Mitch. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, he's running that show. I'm, I'm right. telling you what. Um, let me ask you this, Mitch. So, like, so everybody in this room, well, all of us on the morning show, we do not give two you-know-whats about the royal family, all right? But at the same time, this, this Sunday, did you watch the interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? I got clips. You got clips? Mm-hmm. Like, us not caring at all about this family. Not a lick. Fascinated by this whole story. Did you find yourself drawn into this story at all, or do you? did you not care at all? Like, uh, i see mildly. Mildly? mildly. Okay. Because, like, Jenny, I don't know what it is with you and me, but we were, I mean. We, I know why. I know why. Because it's family drama, and drama is always fun to listen to. I thought it was because it was Oprah, because you're obsessed oh, with I Oprah. I am obsessed with Oprah. You're I am. She, listen, she's got some serious interview skills. Well, what I love, and I'm glad she did the interview, because Oprah, she does keep it real. I mean, she is not afraid to show her genuine reactions and emotions, and ask. she asks the questions that I feel like we, as just normal people, want to hear. And so at one point in the interview, she says something to Megan, and she was like, no, he doesn't. Like I mean, what did she say? It was no, like, she. They, that's when Megan. Had ma- yeah, Megan had made the comment that somebody in the royal family was worried about how dark her child would be upon birth. Right. And Oprah just looks at her with this dumbfounded face, and she's there's just there's just about five second pause, and you see her like eyebrows scrunching, and she's like. What? Like, kind of pulled the glasses down to her nose. She's like, excuse me? It was so great because all of us were thinking the very same thing. And I think the reason so many people did, you know, first of all, there's not a whole lot going on in the world right now. So this was like something for people to watch and to talk about. But I think it was so appealing because, listen, there's drama in every family. This is just on the biggest scale there is. So I think it was just, we could all oddly relate. In a little, and we'll get to that, but we could right. all kind of relate a little bit to family drama. Of course, so. and I, I feel like too, it was kind of a Tiger King thing. Did, did we all watch Tiger King here back when it came? Clips. Mitch, you didn't watch Tiger King? <laughs> what are you, Cliff Note and all the dang Tiger stuff? Watch Tiger King. It's the Cliff Notes. <laughs> Jeez. I, I've had enough WT in my life. Yeah. I, I need more. Okay. He didn't need any more. <laughs> Had enough WT. Awesome. Did you? Is that white trash? Is that what that means? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, good. Okay. I had to make sure. <laughs> My brain was churning. I'm like WT. Well, the podcast, oh, you're allowed to say white trash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we, uh, but like Tiger King was just. If you look back, I like if we watched it now. It's honestly not that great of a show. It's an no. interesting story, <laughs> right. but it was right when COVID started. Right? We were locked down. We were bored out of our minds. And because of that, everybody watched Tiger King and everybody had an opinion. I feel like this was another one of those yeah. things. This this right when Megan and Harry did this, there's just, we, we've even said it before, we're trying to prepare four hours of content for a morning show every day. We're just kind of like, geez, like how many times can I talk about walking my dog in one show? Right. You know? mm-hmm. Especially when I haven't walked my dogs in two weeks. Sorry, Jenny. Get back on the train. Come I know. On. Come on. I know. Boo. I've been grilling. No, but it was like, it was something to talk about, something to watch. And I think um, it was fascinating because you did get a real peek into, I mean, again, I'm not really into the royal family, but you did get a peek into what, what that life is like. So, I mean, do you, you know enough about it to know that, like, the, there's basically what she's accusing, Megan is accusing racism, is what she's saying. I mean, they were talking about, like, you know, hey, uh, how dark is the baby going to be? Because... Yeah. 
you know, and, um, you know, they were just, just blatant racism from the, we think it was from Prince Charles, Harry's dad. Harry's dad and Diana's husband. And he, which by the way, who, I know this is like 30 years too late. Who cheats on Princess Diana? The most lovable woman in the history of the universe. beautiful, right. Right. Like what was that about? And here's the thing. If you're going to cheat, cheat up. All right, I've said that a thousand times. Amen. And she, she went down. Yeah, what was her name? Um, Camilla. Camilla. Yeah. Wasn't it Camilla? I don't, sure. I don't know. But Monica she, Lewinsky. Hey, no, that was different. <laughs> no, no, come on, Tater. But she was, she, well, whoever her name, it doesn't matter where her name Whatever. Is. She's no Diana. No. Hey, and, 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 and hey, hey, Charles, if you love, if you loved Camilla, then just marry Camilla. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. But the White House, hey, you know what? The royal family probably concerned about how those babies would look, too. Ugh. That is an ugly baby joke. Maybe too far there. I'm Maybe sorry. Maybe a little far. Maybe a little far. I don't care. It's a podcast. We do what we want here. Yeah, but it, it was fascinating. Um, it was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I think here, then I have like afterthoughts about it. So, you know, Harry is pulled away officially from the royal family. He's cut off financially, you know, really like he's on the outs with his dad, his brother, not a lot of communication going on there. So it's like he's really separated himself. And now I just hope that Megan doesn't cheat on him. I hope Megan doesn't turn out to be the biatch that, you know, the world is claiming her to be. I, I I just hope that this is all good and that they can live happily ever after. Because I wonder, is it one of those where he could turn around and, and get back with the family? Would they accept him back? That's another question. You know, he's cut off, so. Jenny, that sort of language that you just used is not allowed. When an employee from Blue Beetle Pest Control enters your home, they are taught not to cuss. Isn't that right, Mitch? That's, That's right. No true. cussing. Classy only. Yeah, they don't use terms like biatch. I do. <laughs> biatch, I haven't heard that in years. Bringing it back, just couldn't resist throwing that in. And then let's move. Okay, so then there's the uh, there's the there's the probable racism there in the house. But then, like, what blew my mind is how they still like their way of thinking, and I don't know how else to word it is so old. Yeah, and like there's like there's like old fashioned, which is kind of a classic, like traditional, and then there's just. Old, old, like outdated, mm-hmm. old. When Megan went to them and said, hey, you know, I think I might need a little, I might need, I, I, I'm not mentally well. I might need to see somebody to improve my mental health because she admitted having suicidal thoughts. And their reaction was, yeah, you can't go get help for possible suicidal thoughts because we think that might make us look bad. What, like, what a, what a trash response. Yeah, I mean, mental health, like, come on. I mean, have we not advanced at all in life? Like, someone comes to you and says, I'm thinking of taking my life. I don't care what's going on. You take that seriously. And I actually felt really sorry for it. And again, though, I, I mean, I, like, this made me like Harry and Megan. This made me feel sorry for her. But I just hope that, <laughs> that she didn't just scam us all. I hope this is all legit, you know, that... I don't know. Hey, God bless producer Tater for these 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 two days when this is the only thing we're talking about. You can tell he's back there, just like, well, I don't have a lot to say because Tater, you do not give a rat's backside about any of this. I'm kind of amazed, really, because of the fact that they're they're so worried about the the color of the baby when she not even really knowing much about it. I didn't even know she was biracial. Had no idea. Yeah. So when I'm looking at her, I'm like. What? Really? And so I'm like, well, you know, and, and I saw a picture of the baby just recently because it was on social media because that's mm-hmm. what's going on with it. I mean, the baby looks fine. What? Well, I mean, but I get they're in their old ways, and I didn't think racism was so blatantly going on in Europe 
because America has had its past and we all know it, but I didn't think Europe was like that, especially in England. You well, know? Yeah, I was going to say, it, yeah, let's specify here. We're just specifically talking well, about England to say yes. all of Europe is a lot. Um, yeah. But, and, and you know what? I, I do hope this kind of opens up the eyes to the rest of the world. America's got a bad rap the last couple of years, I feel like, with all the stuff going on. And some and some of it justifiably so. Right. Some of it I don't think quite as much. But racism isn't an American thing. Like, and, and this is, I know it's a kind of a weird thought for me to go there, and but... I, I see like see it it's it's not just Americans. This happens everywhere and I don't like I feel like the rest of the world kinda needs to back off America a little bit. And I feel like this is an example well, of that. This is a good way to put the eyes on somebody else because everybody's talking about, you know, the royals now. So put it all on them. By the way, you did mention rats. Rats, something that Blue Beetle could take care there of. There it is. Yes, by all means. Blue Beetle can do it. Get them rats. All right, Mitch, we are, let's see, two out of five shameless plugs here. Yes, let's I see. Love it. Let's see how many we can get. But, you know, what's crazy about the royal family is I think I think it was Harry who said, he's like, it's nothing more than a family business. You know, it's, just, it's the family business. It just happens to be a very successful one. And, oh, by the way, his grandmother can declare war at 94 if she wants to. It is insane the amount of power the royal family. I thought the royal family didn't have power anymore. Like, I thought they were just, like, uh, just for show. You know, like, they really didn't have any sort of power. And then we looked it up one day, remember? And we mm-hmm. saw how much the, the queen can has more power than anybody, even their prime minister. But here's what was baffling to me about the interview then, because Harry and Meghan both made a point to go on and on about several times about how they respect the queen, they love the queen, he's got a great relationship with the queen, and they were, like, all about the queen. And I'm thinking, well, if the queen's, like, the head of this whole ship, you know, she's driving the ship, like... When all these things came up, you and if you love her so much and she loves you so much, why couldn't you go to her and tell her these issues that were going on and then have her handle it? Like, she could put the smack down and be like, listen, everybody, shut up. The baby's going to be mixed race. Like, let's all shut up about it. You know what I mean? Like, she had the power to do it. You need some mental help? Let's get you some. Right? Sure. If, the, if I'm the queen, I'm helping you out. <laughs> she yeah. said the queen lays a smack down. All I'm seeing is the queen <laughs> dropping an elbow on Prince Charles saying, hey, Bang. Hey guys, kind of like the Queen Bee. Mitch, you can take care of that at Blue Beetle, am I right? There it is! You know, <laughs> yellow jackets, stinging insects. Better be careful. Right. What, what I'm thinking is the Queen, there might have been a handshake deal like, hey, listen, you can go on about your way. We ain't going to have, you know, our Secret Service come kill you in the night as long as you make the Queen look good. Mm-hmm. That's probably what's going on, if you Ooh, ask me. I yeah, never that. thought about that. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. why are they talking so highly of the Queen if the other parts of the family and the business, quote unquote, is so like, uh, Racist, and you know we don't care about your mental health. I mean, come on. Well, remember there is a business alongside a family. There, there's family, and then there's employees around the family. And I do think I believe them when they say that the queen has has been a good person and she's been supportive through the whole thing. I really do believe that she seems like a nice woman. But again, she's 94. She's probably not like they try to make present it like she's still got it all. She's 94. She's obviously not handling the day to day, and she's probably not hearing about all these problems going on because she 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 can't handle that kind of a workload. I'm telling you, this is speculation. I don't know, but I think everybody who follows the family knows that Prince Charles is the, is yeah, the, he's, he's, the he's, he's the devil behind it all. I'm telling you what. Mm-hmm. But we, I was saying how you know the, the royal family they they are a, a family business, and this is an obvious transition, but I don't care. But Mitch, you started Blue Beetle as a family business. You literally started this business from scratch. And what I want to do is I want to hear your story because Jenny tells me it's incredible. I haven't heard it, but just the thought to me of stopping being paid by somebody else, like having a nice guaranteed paycheck and just say, I'm going to take my money. I'm going to invest it all into this, into this, take this risk and just start my own business from scratch is the most terrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. But something that I think a lot of people wish they had the guts to do. Or the the knowledge to do. Seriously. So we want to know everything. Just, 
how do you even start? Well, what do you do on day one? Well, that's a great, that's a great, you know, you pray, pray to God, you know what I mean? like, Lord Jesus, please be with me, right. you know, and I hate to compare myself with Oprah, but Oprah, you know, since we're going this whole thing, yeah. she's, Go. she's a, uh, uh, the wealthiest woman in the entire world, a black billionaire. And, uh, the, she came from nothing, you know, like very poverty stricken, a father that was absent. <clears throat> And that's, that's a testament to this incredible country that we live in. In my opinion, yeah, we got some problems, but probably the least racist country in the world. Right. We had a black president with black mayors, black sheriffs, et cetera, <clears throat> which is awesome. And uh, the, the road to entrepreneurship is a, is a rough, tough one, but the reward is incredible, too. So uh, it's, it's hard, but entrepreneurs truly change the world. Yeah. You know, when you look at Bill Gates, for example, what he's done for the world, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, et cetera, I mean, they. I want to encourage everyone to at least try to be an entrepreneur. But it's hard, like Mike said, to give up that guarantee. You know, working for someone else, like all those things are their problem. You know, you're getting a guaranteed paycheck. You know, when you started, well, talk about how you started. What gave you the idea to even do this? Because I don't know. Like, I mean, was it like I am just dream of being in the pest control business? Yes, I want to kill I mean. bugs forever. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, because right. I mean, I do hate some bugs. Yeah, I right. But I don't. <laughs> well, you know, like when when you come from a, a, a you know borderline trailer park. It, you know, you have nothing. It, it's like you, no one's going to loan you half a million to start a restaurant, or, or loan you five million to start a radio station, or whatever, right? So, what can you start with, with nothing and build it from scratch? And that's a service business. So, lawn mowing, uh, landscaping, pest control, etc. Right? And then you just you, you can buy for for a hundred bucks, you're in business. Buy a lawnmower, you're, you're done. And you go around, you pound on a thousand doors. And you build your clientele and you do the right thing and you're nice to people and be honest and you just build it. So is that how you started your business? You started with just yourself and a lawnmower and you knocked on doors? Like, tell me your story. Yeah, so, you know, I, I had a, a dream of being an entrepreneur and mm. uh, I had some rental properties. I didn't want to pay an exterminator so I didn't have any money. So I did it myself. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Right? That's real talk. Yeah. Right? And I thought, I can do this. Like, it's, it's a low skill to get into. I didn't know, have to know heating and cooling. I didn't, and I didn't have any skills. So uh, just started it, went, went to work for a company, for, you know, worked there six months and went on my own. And it's been a, it's been a tough journey. I did a lot of story, you know, stolen cars. Um, you know, it's like chased, chased my Beatles through the high crime neighborhoods and it's been a rough go. But the reward has been incredible too. You know, I, I have 70 people who makes more money and their self-esteem is the highest possible in their entire lives because of how we do things at Blue Beetle. Well, that's one thing that you told me that kind of stood out to me is that you like to hire people that, um, they're good people, you know, but they don't, they're, they're not college graduates, you know, or they, but they need something. Every, everyone deserves to have a life skill and to do well at it. And I told my kid, I tell my kids all the time, like, I don't care what you are, just be great at it and give it your all and put your heart into it. Mm -hmm. And you refer to your employees, not really as employees, as your, your team members, because without this team, guess what? <laughs> There's no business. Amen. I mean, uh, they're a team, they're a family, and I care for them. You know, this thing is, is, is about everyone succeeding and doing well. And a lot of people, you know, they come from, we can't pick our backgrounds and our family and everybody. We can't pick our parents or whatnot. Um, so they come to us sometimes with high self-esteem, but sometimes low. But they're just great, phenomenal people with great character and hardworking. And we take that, we teach them an amazing skill set, and we lift their self-esteem and, and tell them that they're changing the world and for a better place and helping people have better food. And truly, pest control is the second reason why people live longer in the world. One is better pharmaceuticals, 
to is cleaner food because of pest control. Hey, what a stat drop by hey, Mitch there. Hey, what a stat. Dropping Boom. stat. Dang. Dang. Did you hear that? <laughs> I would have never known that in a million years if you hadn't dropped that you know, stat. But it's funny. I think with COVID, um, you know, I, I started to really appreciate maybe people and businesses that I actually maybe didn't have a full appreciation for before. Stuff I just take for granted. You know, think about the one thing that didn't change from day one was food. Fast food workers, restaurant workers, anything with food. Right. And because that was like the only thing you could do is go to these restaurants and, you know, the drive throughs or whatever. And I started thinking about like, you know, people say, oh, go work at McDonald's. Like they put that on a low, you know, they put that on as a low scale yeah, type thing. It as an insult. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, though? Don't you like to drive through McDonald's and get yourself something through the drive through? Like, thank God there's people that can do that and are willing to do that. And that's their job. And again, you get whatever you do, be great at it. Hey, and if, I bet you by the end of an eight hour shift at McDonald's, those workers go home, they're exhausted. They've worked their butt off. Their you better believe off. it. Probably harder than a lot of people. <laughs> harder than us. We don't work hard at all. I'll tell you that. We are bumps. <laughs> no, but I just, you know, I like doing business with people with good people, with just a good mindset. And I just, I really appreciated your story when you told it to me the first time because I thought, this this is how it should be done. You work hard. I'm a big believer in hard work. You know, work hard and, and then help others. And I feel uh -huh. like everybody in KC, you know, support local, support local. Yeah. Every, everybody says it. Right. It's your chance to prove it. You guys, Blue Beetle Pest Control is a local company who hires local Kansas City residents to help other residents of Kansas City. This is as local of a company as it gets. So, Summertime rolls around. You do have a little bit of bugs. I got those stupid red bugs in the back of my house by the Traeger where I spent a lot of my time. I'm not trying to have these bugs out by my ribs. That's just not going to happen. Blue Beetle Pest Control, if you want to put your money where your mouth is and support local. Did I ever tell you guys my possum story? <laughs> do you know this? <laughs> oh, we got to hear this. Okay, so a couple of years ago, my <laughs> we're walking out to the garage. My husband opens the, the door to go out to the garage first. Literally, like, takes a look comes back in, slams the door, like back to the door. He's he's terrified. I love my husband, but oh my God. Like I thought he was gonna be my my hero and my protector and my prince and whatever. No. Like he's totally afraid of everything. Okay. So he so he slams the door. He's like, you can't go out there. I'm like, what's going on? As it turns out, a possum had taken up residence in our garage and he's on the shelf and you know they're ugly little things with their beady little eyes. Mm -hmm. And he I, my husband's like he made eye contact with me. I'm like, okay. So literally he just shut and locked the door and we weren't allowed to leave the house until we figured out some way to get this thing out of the garage. He locked the door yes. in case the possum jumped up, turned the door exactly, handle. Exactly, Mike. And, and, right. <laughs> exactly. So long story short, he goes to like Home Depot or something and buys some sort of a trap and he, and he Googles and something online he found, you put a can of tuna like in the trap. <laughs> I'm so serious. And this is supposed to catch the possum or whatever. Fine. So he does. Indeed, you guys. He catches this sucker. Let's go, Matthew. Let's go, well, Matthew. Hey, nice, well nice Googling. He catches him, but then here's the thing. But then, not only do we have the possum in the garage, now he's in a cage. Doesn't matter. Like, he still, like, don't, wants nothing to do with this thing. What do you do? So he so he goes out there with, like, a, the end of a broom yep. stick and puts the stick, you know, in the cage. So he's a good, like, six feet away, you know, from this, from this possum. Takes him outside, like, sits it in the grass and runs back in the house. And, you know, we didn't know who to call. Like, is that seriously something that you could do? Like, oh, would yeah, you? Oh my time. god! Every day. I wish I had known. I don't remember. I think I don't even know. He called some like redneck friend that he has. He's like, I'll come get him. That's dinner. And I think he paid the guys. I don't even know what he paid him to do it. But uh, so that is something that you. Oh yeah, we okay. wildlife. Yep. So we need to let Matthew know that he needs yes. to call Blue Beetle Pest Control and hand over his credit card and his man card. So and his man card. Yes, Mike. So you're saying you guys roll around with some bubble bee tuna? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you're is catching it tuna them. The trick? <laughs> 
we actually use marshmallows a lot. Raccoons love marshmallows. It's crazy. They do. I was down in New Orleans on a swamp tour, and they give uh, marshmallows to the crocodiles and alligators in the in the water. And plus, the little uh, raccoons will come flying down out of the tree, and they're like, "Oom!" They'll eat them. So they're they're all like all these wildlife animals love marshmallows. Well, smart. Who the hell came up with that well, idea? Because they're smart. They know what tastes good. Yeah. If, if you invited me on a tour where a raccoon might literally jump into my vehicle of transportation, I'd be like, no thanks, I'm gonna pass on that tour. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a, we had an alligator jump in our fan boat. Now I'm good. Get yeah. the raccoon or possum or whatever. That damn big ass, like nine foot alligator was in it. Jumped up and they were like, he's like, oh, this my butter right here. And he like pushed him right back in the water. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Is this normal? The dude jumped in the water with him after that. I'm like, what are you doing? That, that vulgar language Tater just used will not be used by the technicians at Blue Beetle hey, Pest Control. Right. Professionals. We're professionals. I'm telling you, they walk in. Hey, manners are a big deal. Yeah, no, they are a big deal. And you do, you called it gentlemen, but in today's world, Mitch, that's offensive. Like, it's not gentlemen training. Hey, way to offend everybody, Gentle. Mitch. Yes. yes, we don't like to offend anyone. Yes. Um, so, just uh, like uh, etiquette, I would say. Like yeah. Etiquette class. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Take nice. us through a lesson. Take us through yeah. a lesson in Blue okay. Beetle etiquette class. Oh, my gosh. I can't come on, wait. Day, day one, I come in, I'm rude. You know, I got money <laughs> shoes. I sit down, I'm scratching myself. <laughs> Teach me manners, Mitch. Go ahead. Show me the way. Well, you know, we, we do a very thorough screening. So you got to have a positive attitude, and, you know, background check, drug screen, the whole nine. And you got to look good. First of all, people judge you by how you look. That's just our world. And so it's shaved up, smelling great. Can't smell like a cig walking in. And uh, we teach them the like basic manners. You know, first of all, you can't stare at. We work with a lot of nice ladies. You can't stare at them too long. You can't say inappropriate. You can't right, ask the no, number, you right? Um, you don't touch anybody. Don't touch anybody's things. <clears throat> and uh, you know, smile as before the mass, I guess. Right. Right. Park. Park uh, in the street, not in the drive. Nobody wants that oily, That's you know, right. spot in their driveway. You know, tuck your shirts in and just be courteous. So, you know, those are some of the lessons. Never cuss. We do that one. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I know Which I find that very amusing because the very first conversation I ever had with Mitch, for some reason, I decided to tell him about my son's potty mouth and how he likes to use all the words all the time. And I was like, oh, he probably thinks I'm mom of the year. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet He's you. already writing on his list. Miles will not work at Blue <laughs> <Right>. Beetle Bus <laughs> Control <laughs> ever. Miles cannot have a job there. Uh -uh. Yeah, it's like be polite, not creepy. How about yeah. that? You know? You know what? That, amen, right? Yeah. There it is. So. I love that's it. All, that's all good. Family-owned business. The royal family. We talked about family business. You want to talk about family drama? A little family drama here to wrap up the episode today. Because yeah. I tell you what, lately, the family's been good. I, w I will say. But there was, a, there was a time in my life where uh, my face. So when I was growing up and I first got in, I got into professional wrestling. Love professional wrestling. And my Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob Keller, he loved that I loved wrestling because he still liked the wrestling. So we, that's how we bonded. That's we talked about the pro wrestling. And Mama Mom would always let us chat. And da, da, da. We'd talk about the pro wrestling. It was great. And talk to, talk to Uncle Bob for a while. Turns out he's more of a drunkle Bob. Oh, boy. Big, <laughs> big problems. Turns out Drunkle Bob's been living on the streets of St. Louis for like 15 years. Like no home. Got friends who only come around every time he gets a welfare check or something like that. Sure. Yeah, but I feel like we all have a drunkle. You know, or at least a lot of us do. So I, I, guess, I guess I'm pretty lucky in the family drama department. Except, uh, yeah, I can't get into that. They, they well, listen. I don't have a, a drunkle, but I had a, a drunk aunt, a drant, if you will. A drant? Yep. Uh, aunt Ruth. And Aunt Ruth was a smoker. 
But Aunt Ruth also had to go on oxygen at one point because, well, smoking. <laughs> so one time, but she didn't want to give up the cigs. So one time she started smoking and she had the oxygen going and she flew out the front door. And I wish I was making that story up, but she almost blew herself up and said she just kind of flew out the front door. I want to tell you that's a lie. I want to tell you I'm embellishing, but I'm not. Jenny, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. But coming from the pop radio station over the country... <laughs> has been the best thing to ever happen to you. Because the fact that you have a relative who blew themselves up because they lit a cigarette too close to the oxygen machine is the most hillbilly story I've ever heard in my life. Like, you don't That's understand. Right. I was meant to be in country. Like, you have no idea how hillbilly and redneck my family is. So many stories I could share with you. Assume that. The summer, my dad made me go to my, my grandmother's house, which was a shack, literally a lean-to, and I had to poop in a bucket. I mean, do you want me to talk oh, about that today, too? Wow. <laughs> Mitch, I'm sorry. That's true. I'm sorry. Boy, it's okay. true. Yeah, wow. it's true. All right, so Jenny's winning. Yeah. Tater, you're up. Oof. My mother, rest her soul, but she uh, pulled a, s- a sneaky fast one behind my back one day when I was at work. So I had a 1994 Cougar. My dad gave it to me. It was it was a beautiful car with two big old scratch marks on both left and right side because my mom keyed it one day at, at court, and my dad went in to <laughs> at go court. at the- court. Right, my dad goes in and says, "I see key marks on my car that were not there before. What I need to see some security footage." So they pull it up. They couldn't determine it was her or not. Whatever. Did so dad he, know? Did dad know it was her? Until the day he passed away, he swears Dug up it. and down that my mom keyed the car, and then he gave it to me. And I'm like, "Hey, mom, nice car, right? Should I wax it? I can't wax it. There's two huge scratch marks on the side of it. Would you know anything about that? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, same car. Keyed your dad's see, car. Same car as mine. Over three hundred thousand miles. Odometer stop. Had no idea. Thing wouldn't start one day. I said, "There's a problem, mom. I don't know what's going on." She's like, "That thing's a hunk of junk. You should get rid of it anyway. It reminds me of your." Father, oh, I'm like, boy. oh, here we go. <laughs> here we I'm go. like, get some me my A to B. All right, so I get a friend, take me to work, come home, live in an apartment complex. I'm looking around in the parking lot. I go, where the hell's my car? I go, mom, where's my car? She goes, oh, that thing. I sold it Uh-oh. to the maintenance guy of the ah. apartment complex. I said, you did what? I go, I need to get it fixed. My friend told me it's probably the battery cables on why the battery the battery is brand new. She's like, she's like, I don't care what it was. I sold it. I said. Well, how much you get for it? She was seventy-five bucks. They go, uh, you sold a car that could probably work that had really not many problems for seventy-five bucks. She goes, "Oh yeah, get that thing out of here." And I go, "Well, where's my seventy-five bucks?" She goes, "Well, that's going towards your rent." Oh, I'm like, snap. what are you talking about? <laughs> my mom. Shoo. <sighs> I tell you what. Drama. All right, wow. Mitch from Blue Beetle Pest <laughs> Control. Good luck. Oh, Look at what God. we've shared with you, Mitch. Would you like to share anything with us? Yes. Sure you want to be associated yes. with this trash? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this WT. He's rethinking okay. everything. <laughs> so, uh, your choice. I can talk about discount smoke and liquor, or you can Ooh. talk about dating uh, felon murderers. I have two different oh, stories. Felon Ooh. murderers. Felon okay. murderers. Okay. Oh. Yep. All right. So, I'm not going to I don't want to say who, because, you know, I love these people unconditionally. Of I guess. Well, yeah. Just, family, say the, just say the first but, and last name, and that's fine. <laughs> so, I, I, I talk to this person, and I go, so how things? Oh, yeah, I'm dating somebody. Oh, good for you. That's great. Good for you. And, and I go, who is this person? Oh, it's the uh, um, prisoner in, uh, the you know, Leavenworth. I was like, oh, is that right? What did they do? Oh, they murdered somebody. Oh, okay. All right. All right. How are you dating them, by the way? Oh, we do a pen pal thing, and he's going to be get, getting out here in about two weeks, and he's going to be living with me and my son, right? My son's like six. I, I can't take it. I, I, so I, I just like, I can't handle it. So I, I just, of course oh I go, what are you doing? Like, what are you really going to move this person in? Like, 
this is insanity. Yes, he loves me and all the ridiculousness, right? And all I can think about is like, how low is your self-esteem that you can only get a murderer, felon that has like no future, right? So <clears throat> I go, look, this is, pl- please, I, I know I'm, I'm just the exterminator therapist here, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is what you should do, okay? Go to your church, okay? Find the guy who's about 5'3", big old huge gut, but like the nicest guy with a long, with a job for about 33 years. Yep. Treat you like a queen and worship the ground you walk on, okay? He's got the bald head with the, the, the bozo cut with the hair growing out the side. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right. What, whatever. The guy treats you and your son like gold. Date him, okay? Yep. Date him. Not the felon prisoner, okay? Oh so I'll just finish it up with, guy gets out. Of course, he moves in. She doesn't of listen to me for what I say, right? Moves in. Only let, Thank God he only lasted a week. This is, you could Google this right now, this guy. He, he uh, two weeks out of the, the pen, gets in a road rage, stabs a guy. What? Guy falls into the traffic. Car hits him, dead. Straight back to jail for two weeks. Yep. You're not serious. Unbelievable. You Google it. Kansas City, this whole thing. Did they? The guy was a veteran, too. What? They got died. Did, did they stay together um, through this? Is she still with him now? No. He's back in. No. They broke no, up. No, they're he done. he dumped her. Like, he was there like three, he four days. Of course he, right. Dumped her and, you know. Oh, did gosh. did he give a two-week notice? Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here two <laughs> weeks. I'm going back to the old Leavenworth. Up, Can't make it You up. know, that really is sad. Actually, there's like, there's a show. It's a reality show. What's it called? Something. I don't know. Where they do, like, they show stories just like this, you know, where the, there's there's the oh, person yeah, with love, them. Love and lockdown. Love and lockdown or something. Like, or something yeah, lock unsolved mysteries. Well, <laughs> That's what it's about to be. All right. You know, I make, honestly, I feel really sad for a lot of these women because I do think it's a total self-esteem. Totally. You know, it has everything to do with what they just need to believe in themselves yeah. and know they can do better. Um, but that you hear those stories. That is, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, All right. Okay, so I win then, I guess? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Murder. Because I traumatized everybody. Yeah, no, that was- <laughs> I appreciate your financial support of this podcast, but no, Jenny wins. Because uh, that story was wild. Um, however, I just realized we're on a podcast, but I don't have a time limit. I would like to hear the discount smoke and liquor story. Can we? Okay, you got it. It's so, a twofer. Okay, this is fantastic. So, okay, uh, I won't say who it is, but family member comes to me. And says, hey, I, I'm, I'm desperate. I need some money, whatever. Let me work. I was like, awesome. My pleasure. I'm here to help. In, you know, let's do this. So she starts, like, um, cleaning the place, whatever. I give her a credit card to go get some supplies, right? Nice. Never comes back. Oh, no. What? Never comes back. Whoa. Okay. So look at the credit card statement. Eight, $800 <laughs> later at where? Discount smoking liquor. Okay. $800. I mean, you can't make it up. Okay. God forbid you go to the Whole Foods, you know, get some groceries for the family. No, 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 no. We got to get $800 with the cartons of cigarettes and liquor, right? Stop it. I was going to say, do you ever, did you see like, was it a a receipt that broke down how much was in cigarettes and how much was in liquor? Also, did they at least stock up on the good stuff? Right, right. Right. Did they go for for quantity or quality? That's what I want to know. Oh God! So, so I call. I look at the statement. I go. I go. I call her. I go. What are you doing? What's happening? Well, you know. I said, and, and then so she disappeared. Of course. So then they came. She came back like a year later. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And can I have another opportunity? I said, Look, I'll give you an opportunity, but this is what I want from you. Okay. I w- I have this tiny, Porsche stamp yard, right? And and I'll supply the mower. I said, I'll pay you four hundred dollars a mow. The mow will take you about two to three minutes. Okay, but you got to pay me back for that 800 Just mow my lawn twice, okay? Guess how many times she came back and mowed? Didn't Zero. do it. You got it. 
See, hey, I'll mow your lawn for four hundred bucks. By I the mean, way, if it's that two to three minute lawn, like, <sighs> you know, I'm all about. <laughs> I'll do helping, scissors. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm all about helping people who who want really want it. And there's lots of people out there. You know, they just need a chance. They just need an opportunity. But man, totally. Somebody like they don't want to. They don't want just to lost, work. They man. just lost. It's sad. Really, it's truly sad yeah. when you think about it. But yeah, God bless them. Uh, I bet you that was a hell of a party that they threw though with that eight hundred dollars. So. And that was a hell. Of a party. I would have liked to have gone to that party, but not stayed too late. Mm-hmm. Once it got too wild, then you kind of walk out. But at the beginning of that right. party, I'd be. Hopefully, it was outdoors. You know, like a smoky room or anything right. like that. Sure. You yeah. know, the uh, service technicians at Blue Beetle Pest Control won't smell like cigarettes when you walk in. I feel like you provide them with like a you know a can of Axe or something like body spray. Like I feel like I feel like when you hire them, it's like or here perfume. you go or perfume. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yes. Or that's true. Yeah, that's true. They're great people. Well, we're very grateful to have you on as a sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, from Blue Beetle Pest Control. Give it up for Mitch! Yay! Yay! You guys are awesome. Thank you for sharing uh, yourself with us today, because (laughs) who knew when you walked in you were going to be talking about all that, right? (laughs) My dysfunctional life story, yes, yes. We all have one. Amen.